the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Radio. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Wednesday morning. We're so glad to have you join us today. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quibido and Johnny Abair. Hey, guys. Good happy morning. Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Happy Advent. I, I'm, I feel yes. like a little kid. Christmas is getting closer and closer. I'm getting That's more excited. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Yes, today we are uh, remembering St. Ambrose, and uh, of course, St. Ambrose, a powerful saint who led St. Augustine into the church, and St. Ambrose had this saying, he said, the emperor is in the church, not above the church. Uh, Some things are timeless. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Uh, So let's call on him uh, on this uh, today to get our day started in prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, who made the Bishop St. Ambrose a teacher of the Catholic faith and a model of apostolic courage, raise up in your church men after your own heart to govern her with courage and wisdom. Just as he led St. Augustine into the Catholic Church, may our pastors and teachers today lead the world back into the truth of our faith. We pray this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Ambrose, pray, pray for, for us. us. Great. Thank you so much, Johnny. And looking forward to your gospel reflection. Johnny will talk about today's gospel in about six minutes. Stay with us. He has some great insights every Wednesday when he is joining us on Wake Up. In 18 minutes, Peter Finney joins us. He is the editor and general manager of the Clarion Herald newspaper in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. And today he's going to give us an, uh, an update of what you're going to be finding in this week's issue. And like every other Wednesday, it is jam-packed with information. So stay tuned for that interview with Peter. In 35 minutes, Dina Dow joins Alicia in the Baton Rouge studio. She is the director of evangelization and catechesis for the Diocese of Baton Rouge. And today she's going to be talking about joy and gratitude of Christ's birth and how that carries us into the new year. 2023 is just around the corner. I said it the other day and it felt super weird uh, (laughs) because it is. (laughs) So we're going to be talking to Dina about this. And in 48 minutes, Meg Whalen joins us. She's an illustrator of... Uh, Oremus, Latin prayer for young children or young Catholics, Latin prayers for young Catholics. There's more than one prayer in this book. So we're going to be talking to Meg about this. I love this. Uh, I always had prayer books when I was a kid. So 
uh, this is always a wonderful way to instill the faith in our young children. So, Alicia, I don't know about you, but it is very foggy where I am it right now. It is <laughs> How's very the foggy. There's a, di- a dense fog advisory in effect until 8 a.m. this morning for most of our listening area. The visibility is one quarter of a mile or less, and that's a dense fog. So use caution. That is in portions of southeast Louisiana, southeast and southern Mississippi. So please beware, uh, drive with care, and uh, that fog advisory should lift as well as the fog should lift around eight o'clock this morning. So be careful on your commute. It is uh, partly to mostly cloudy with the highs in around the 80s today, tonight, partly cloudy skies and still mild temperatures with a little bit of foggy, foggy, a little bit of patchy fog coming back, possibly. Uh, The overnight temps will fall into the 60s. Temperatures in the area, 70 in Baton Rouge, 65 in New Orleans, 66 in Ponchatoula, and 64 in Biloxi. It is five minutes after the hour on Wake Up. The Blessed Wednesday of the second week of Advent. I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel comes to us from Matthew chapter 11. Jesus said to the crowds, Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. Thank you, Father Chris Decker. Wow, man, who can resist this gentle but powerful invitation. I always get moved Mm -hmm. with these words, don't you guys? Um, You know, but yet the world continues to pick the difficult and the false road. (laughs) But first, a little scriptural background here. This, uh, you know, in the verses immediately prior to this, Jesus is praising the Father for revealing the Son to the world, even to the point to where a child can understand that. And so, you know, with these tender words today, Jesus is also hearkening back to the Old Testament which shows us how Jesus is the fulfillment of all God's promises, all God's plan for mankind. And how so, when I say that? Well, listen to these words from the book of Sirach, which was written about 200 years uh, before Christ. And when you listen to these words from Sirach, chapter 51, note, think of uh, wisdom as being Jesus himself, as he speaks about this. And quote, he says, Come aside to me, you untutored, and take up lodging in the house of instruction. How long will you deprive yourself of wisdom's food? How long endure such bitter thirst? I open my mouth and I speak of her. Gain wisdom for yourselves at no cost. Take her yoke upon your neck, that your mind may receive her teaching. For she is close to those who seek her, and the one who is in earnest finds her. See for yourselves, I've labored only a little, but have found much, unquote. Isn't that Eucharistic too? Wisdom's food, bitter thirst, it's really powerful. So this is a, one of what we call, the Catholics call the wisdom books. And wisdom has typically been identified as the external revelation of God uh, to man in the world. Uh, but it also has a very personal, personhood kind of aspect to this idea of wisdom. So Jesus, then, is the full revelation of God to us. So he, today, in our Gospels, is identifying himself 
as wisdom incarnate. So when we read these books of wisdom, Song of Songs, uh, Sirach, as always pointing to Jesus, they really take on a very deep, deep meaning. So it's a real shame, I think, that the Martin Luther and some Protestants don't have these books in, in their Bibles. Side note here, too, I really found it interesting that the author of the book of Sirach is the name, it's, it's also called Ecclesiasticus, uh, is, uh, the name is Jesus, <laughs> the son of Sirach. Uh, <laughs> But let's get back to this invitation. You know, to the audience at Jesus' time, he was attempting to unshackle this heavy load of laws that the scribes and the Pharisees had placed on uh, everyone, and instead to rely on the word of life himself. But he's also speaking to us. He continues, speaks through the ages, and he speaks to us as well. And if you think about the enormous spiritual, mental, psychological, physical yokes we put on ourselves— uh, to fill up an emptiness that only Jesus fills, it, it's really sad. There's a saying, a couple sayings, work harder, not smart, work smarter, not harder. Or people say, they lament, I'm working for the man, you know. But when it comes to working, you know, for the kingdom, it's, it's, uh, you realize that Jesus leveled the playing field. He leveled the field. He made work sacred, meaningful. And so it's a privilege. That's why it's so light, because he's done all that for us. So I thought of a couple, there's a couple stories that came to mind that I think really uh, exemplify this uh, gentleness and carrying the load for us. Uh, it was back in 1918, a boy named Howard Loomis was abandoned by his mother at Father Flanagan's house for boys, and it just opened uh, the year before that. So little Howard, he had polio, and he wore heavy leg braces. So walking was very difficult, especially when he had to go up and down the stairs. And so several of the boys there started to carry him up and down the stairs. So one day, Father Flanagan uh, asked one of these older boys if carrying Howard was hard. And little, little Reuben replied, he ain't heavy, Father. He's my brother. As you know, you've heard that before. That's the story. But if you picture it this way, as Jesus carrying you carrying you, bringing you to the Father with all of our sins, all of our failings, and saying, he ain't heavy, Father. He's my brother. He's my sister. And uh, so we remember Jesus can, was a carpenter. He can fix anything. Another real example, you know, today we're remembering those who died at Pearl Harbor. It's Pearl Harbor Day, 1941, mm -hmm. a day that lives in infamy, as our president then said. And in that story, there was a Catholic priest. His name was Father Aloysius Schmidt. And Father Schmidt was on board the Oklahoma when it got attacked. And when wow. the water started coming into the compartment, the crew begged and tried to save his life. But the priest chose to stay and help other sailors that were uh, that were also stuck inside. Uh, so he perished. But they did find later his chalice, a rusted chalice in his breviary. Body was never found. And this is an example of the humility from Jesus that he learned. And now he truly rests in the Lord. So I guess to sum it up, guys, the challenge this Advent is to surrender uh, to the idea that we can save ourselves. If only we're in control, if only we can get respect, if only we're strong enough or we're loud enough or smart enough, you know, because we look around us and the world seems to be losing it, <laughs> losing <Yeah>. faith, <laughs> filled with anxiety we see them inventing new causes that border on being religious. You got new moral codes popping up, you know, 
a wokeness and a cancel culture that look a lot alike the traps, the old traps that the Pharisees had that Jesus was scolding them about. And since all of that leads, still leads to loneliness and misery, uh, people go out and get drugs to alleviate it. But Jesus here today continues to call all of us to himself as the true antidote to these kinds of lies that we're hearing today, these, these anti-religious ideas. So this Advent, we just need to continue to proclaim to the world that the time of bondage and God-making is over. It's been over. Uh, there's real peace. There's real gentleness, real happiness in accepting what's always been true, what's always been true since he rose from the dead. He came to give us what we all need, and a lot more than that, he gives us what we truly, truly desire in life. So that's what Advent is all about. All right, guys? Well, stay with us. It's quarter past the hour. We're joined next by Peter Finney with the Clearing Herald, and we're going to talk about how the Archdiocese is dealing with some issues and difficult tragedies today, but also some good news. Hang around. Be right back. I'll wake up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for December 7th. Today we celebrate St. Ambrose. If you live in difficult times and are a person of integrity, you are bound to ruffle a few feathers. As did today's saint, Ambrose, a 4th century man of action with a fighting spirit and a deep love for the church. Learned and well-educated, Ambrose gained attention when he boldly challenged the heresy of Arianism, which denied the divinity of Christ and divided much of the church. He publicly chastised one emperor for a massacre that killed thousands and admonished another, saying, The emperor is in the church, not above the church. When Ambrose was sent to Milan as Roman governor, he so impressed the people that they pleaded with him to be their bishop, even though Ambrose, a professed Christian, had yet to be baptized. Following his consecration as bishop of Milan, preceded by a quick baptism, he went on to new heights. He was a great orator whose sermons attracted many. One of them was Augustine, the sinner-turned-saint. Ambrose converted and baptized Augustine. Ambrose died on Good Friday in the year 397. Nine hundred years later, he was named one of the four Latin doctors of the church. The new Saint of the Day app is available now for your smartphone or tablet. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. Eighteen past the hour. Good to be with you on Wake Up during this Advent season. We hope that uh, your Advent preparation is going well. I know our Christmas decorations probably still going up. Take your time. Enjoy the season. Well, we are joined once again by Peter Finney. He is the editor and general manager at the Claren Herald newspaper. Good morning, Peter. Good to have you back. Good morning, Johnny. How are you? We are... Uh, well, to be honest with you, brother, we are we're hurting. Uh, we're hurting a lot yes. this morning, and I know uh, your your uh, your edition this week is focusing heavily on some tragedies here, and we got we have to talk about it. I know you guys are sadly having to cover sure. it, but uh, but t- tell us what what uh, is going on there with your the issue this week on these tragedies, Johnny. It's been a tragic two weeks. Uh, the, the the murders of. Uh, retired father Otis Young and the longtime pastoral associate Ruth Pratt, uh, who served at St. Peter in Covington. 
um, they they were murdered in, in what looks what looks like a random act of violence, uh, according to the Covington police. Uh, you know, someone came by riding on a bike and was just looking for opportunities and and saw uh, Ruth Pratt's uh, taking. I, you know, uh, going to her car, and so he, he kind of circled back, and it looks like uh, we don't know the exact uh, manner uh, of uh, of their deaths, but uh, they were both victims of a double, they were of a double homicide, and of course, you know, uh, Covenant police were just shocked. The whole whole community uh, was shocked when the bodies were discovered. They had been burned uh, uh, out and, and dropped outside of a Covington glass uh, shop. And uh, it's just every detail is just uh, almost too much to bear. Uh, Archbishop yes. Raymond is just saying he's asking for he's asking for prayer, uh, you know, for, for not only for the uh, for the for the young and, and Ruth Pratt's and their families, but also for the entire community, which has been through so much. And uh, it's uh, the, the Archbishop is just he said it's just beyond words. Uh, so we just have to cling to the faith that. Uh, uh, they are they are with God and uh, they serve so faithfully. In fact, Ruth Pratt, uh, who was the, the head of the RCIA at St. Peter for about 30 years, she brought hundreds and hundreds of people into the faith uh, every Easter vigil. St. Peter probably had the most uh, candidates come into the church at the Easter vigil than, than any parish in the entire archdiocese. Sometimes they had 35 people at the Easter vigil. So uh, it's amazing what she did and, and how she touched so many people's lives. And as it turns out, later in her in her uh, her ministry, she was also uh, helping uh, prisoners who had been you know recently released from from prison. In fact, she got one man back on his feet, entered the church uh, through the RCA program, helped him get a house. And he, this this guy right now has a house, and he is, has job. And uh, I asked Deacon Dennis Adams about him. Of course, there's no connection between him and the perpetrator at all, but he said the man is just in tears because he knows mm. how much Ruth Pratt's helped him get on his feet. So uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah. that was an incredible tragedy. And then, of course, you know, Father Jimmy Jeanfro, the, the pastor at Immaculate Conception in Marrero, tragic accident. He loved to woodwork in, in a little woodworking shop he had set up at the school, at, right outside the school. He made, made gifts for people, uh, and, and, and uh, these gifts were sometimes sold at, at parish galas to, to raise money for the parish. And uh, he, he was killed in, a, in an accidental uh, woodworking accident, and, and the, uh, uh, it's just uh, it, it's almost uh, too much. The, the whole community is just uh, distraught, and they just uh, ask for your prayers because it's really a really rough time. Uh, for the Archdiocese in New Orleans right now. Yeah, it is. It's the old. It's it's very very difficult. I know uh, even uh, many of us uh, that did not know uh, her or or these priests. It, it's very disturbing. It really hits us. The body of Christ is so real, you know, in that yes. sense. Um, it does. It does uh, give us, as you were talking about, an opportunity to celebrate. Uh, what these people like this have done. I, I was, in fact, we went to our RCI meeting last week, and not being new to this this area, I did not know. Uh, and they were they were telling us how much the RCIA programs on the whole North Shore were really advanced by Ruth uh, by her her yes. dedication to this, and then and then of course Father Otis, you know how late in life he came to the priesthood and uh and uh that that's was a right. beautiful story as well and that's right. so there's a lot there right to to oh, celebrate yeah. despite despite how crazy and and sickening yeah. this is he was, 
It's strange. Right? You know, Johnny, he, he was so beloved when he he had a stroke uh, in 2020 during the COVID year, and he and he had heart bypass surgery. But the the stroke did not stop him. He poured himself into rehabilitation. He wanted to get back to the altar for for his people, and he did so. I mean, using a, a rolling walker, and uh, so you know he he was just he said, "I'm going to be back there for my people. I do not want to uh, retire just yet because I want to get back." And he did. He was beloved. He was beloved. Yeah. You know, what's strange about all that uh, last, so last, this past weekend, it was already planned, a group of uh, Knights of Columbus to do the uh, choir in the North Shore, uh, scheduled to, to sing Christmas carols in downtown Covington area, that general area where this happened. And I'm wow. thinking how, how uh, needed it is in the midst of this to still proclaim, you know, the joy of the resurrection. But, but anyway, we're dealing Absolutely. with that. So. Uh, lots of other, uh, I guess, uh, uh, items, articles, events. Tell us about what's happening with uh, some uh, Mount Carmel students. Yes. Uh, well, the eighth grade uh, religion teachers, Caitlin Saul and Maris Nixon, uh, they, they teach religion, religion at Mount Carmel Academy, and they're also campus ministers. Uh, they both kind of grew up uh, in, their, in their young adulthood at, at uh, Christ the King Parish in, in Baton Rouge at, on the LSU campus. And they, oh. they were part of an intercessory prayer program at Christ the King. And they both got together and said, hey, wouldn't it be great if we did something similar uh, for the girls at Mount Carmel? You know, you have religion classes and you have a certain amount of time during the day to do that. But they said, let's let's expand this so that maybe outside of classroom, girls can get together and really pray for each other, play, pray with each other. And uh, they've got not only students, but uh, alum, alumni of uh, Mount Carmel come and be involved in the intercessory prayer. And uh, they say the girl, it, it gives the girls a chance to go deeper into their faith. And so uh, it's a really innovative program that they brought with them from Christ the King, and uh, it's, it's really bearing some fruit. Yeah, you bet. I mean, Christ the King, uh, Father Andrew, others there uh, over the years yes. uh, have just continued to, you know, to uh, help our kids, you know, in, in not in, in, in many of the universities today, it's quite difficult to find these bastions of faith, but that Christ right, the King is right. one definitely that continues to, to give us future saints. So, uh, so yeah. tell us about the, you know, Advent's all about the kids. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> it, it, it ends up being, so what's in the, what's in the, in the kids clarion section this yeah. week? We got Kids Clarion looking ahead to Christmas, of course, and of course uh, Thanksgiving just happened. And Holy Name of Jesus, the students in uh, in the, the grades five through seven, uh, they not only uh, brought in canned goods and other things for for Thanksgiving baskets, but they were able to fill fifty large uh, boxes that were uh, uh, given to uh, the, uh, formerly ho- uh, homeless individuals who are who've been assisted by DePaul USA New Orleans, and the the, the baskets were were you know given to these families who really needed it, and uh, the the Jesuit priest, uh, Father Mark Thibodeau, who's the pastor at Holy Name of Jesus, said he's, when, when the students deliver these baskets, he, he has seen families absolutely cry because really they, uh, they have not eaten a, a really decent meal in, in maybe sometimes many days. And he said, we throw away more food than, than, we, than we eat sometimes, you know, so it really is it's planting a seed for these kids. Not, you know, they're, they're doing good right now, but it's, it's planting a seed for down the road. Hey, what can I, what can I give for my abundance to, to people to help others? You know, so it's a really great, you know, uh, lesson uh, of the faith, putting faith in action. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's, it's fantastic to help the kids see the reason for the season, basically here. Uh, so any words from the Archbishop in this, in the issue? Oh, yeah. Well, of course, he's just, uh, 
he's torn up by the, the, the tragedies, and he just said he, he wants to be there for the people, and just we, we need to let people know that these two individuals who, who were murdered, uh, they, they, they gave their lives, you know, for, uh, to, to, to further God's kingdom on earth. And he just said, you know, he, where, where was Jesus when this was happening? People have asked him that. He said, Jesus was there, and Jesus was crying. You know, he was weeping. Uh, at this, but we, you know, we, um, we, we have to know that, uh, you know, this life is not, this is, this is not the, this is not the end, and uh, you know, we have a couple of people in heaven who are who are praying for us, and uh, you know, he's just hoping that uh, uh, people can can get beyond their grief. He knows people are very uh, angry, and there's no there's no sense in making making this, you know, hey, don't get angry. Of course, you're angry, but uh, he said, you know. We just have to pray that uh, God will give us consolation uh, and, 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 and will provide that consolation. Well, if anyone knows about an uh, innocently innocent person being brutally assaulted, that's our Lord. And uh, our suffering, that's these correct. angers, it uh, only makes sense when it's attached to these to his wounds. So, um, that's right. Well, that's uh, right. I know there's a lot always going on as far as activities, and sometimes it's difficult to sift through it. So I assume in the issue we've got uh, at least an outline of what's happening from a faith perspective over this holiday sure. season, right? That's right. And yeah, we've got a lot of some more Christmas events coming up. In fact, tonight at uh, Transfiguration of the Lord Church, the Brother Martin uh, Chorale is, is doing a Christmas concert at 6.30 tonight. So if anybody wants to get uh, hear some really good, and they're an excellent uh, uh, singing group, the Brother Martin uh, uh, Chorale will be at Transfiguration of the Lord Church uh, in New Orleans, and I believe it's at mm. 6.30 tonight. So uh, come on by and listen to some, some wonderful Christmas music. Yes, song. <laughs> so we need joy and song, right? <laughs> That's right? Well, thank you, Peter. Where can uh, people pick up a copy of the Clarion Herald? Johnny, you'll be at every church uh, in the Archdiocese of New Orleans this weekend, and you can also get it online. Every page is up or at clarionherald.org. And, and you got all your Christmas decorations done. You got all your shopping done, right? <laughs> uh, pretty okay. much. I think there's always <laughs> there's always that, that light that's not quite. You know, we're, we're getting there. We're yeah. Getting there this weekend, uh, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Get to it, brother. Uh, thank you, Peter. All right. Thank right. you. Happy Advent. All right. Well, grab a cup of uh, River Road coffee because up next, Dina Dow, Director of Evangelization and Catechesis in the Diocese of Baton Rouge, joins us next. It's 35 minutes after the hour. Thanks for tuning in to Wake Up. Did you know that you can listen 24 hours a day without interruption on our free app? You can go to the Apple App Store or Google Play and download our our app and you can click on the little music note and then click on Overflow and you can hear beautiful Advent music 24-7. A wonderful way uh, to Uh, dive deeper into your preparation for Christmas. So uh, be sure and check that out. Uh, Again, you click on Overflow and you'll hear Advent music 24-7 on our free app. I am here this morning with our good friend Dina Dow. Dina is the Director of Evangelization and Catechesis for the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, Overflow Radio is great. That's what you cook with. That's right. right. When you're cooking and something's not coming out right, you just put Overflow (laughs) on and soothe the soul and 
know, it, it also works when you're at work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> when too. you're working, oh, turn yeah. on the app. I've been known to do that a few times. So That's a wonderful but way. But then I start whistling while I work, and that's not always a good thing. So <laughs> That's just expressing your joy, <laughs> which is what we're going to talk about that's today. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It's so good to be with you all. You know, and I don't know if our listeners heard the previous segment with Peter Finney. But there's so much tragedy that, you know, we're called to pray for our family and our friends and our community, uh, brothers and sisters in the archdiocese. And, um, you know, when Gabby, you know, we contact ahead of time Mm -hmm. and check, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, I really want to talk about joy and gratitude. And when you hear a story like that and the situation and and this, you know, tragedy and senseless, senseless crime. You're like, Dina, honestly, you want to talk about joy and gratitude? Mm -hmm. And my answer is yes. Because I'm thinking about, I'm hearing the stories of Father Young's and Ruth, and I've been in that situation. I've been a, a director in religious education. I've been a pastoral um, administrator and in a church, and I understand where their hearts are, mm-hmm. and 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 how many people that, for instance, you know, through ministry have encountered Jesus Christ, you know, through their work, and that's our role in our faith lives as missionary disciples is to accompany people in their walks of life so that they can encounter Jesus Christ. And so in this Advent season, we're journeying towards, you know, the celebration of the birth of Jesus. Mm -hmm. But right here and now, what are we doing in our lives today and then beyond Christmas, because New Year's is coming around the corner, to carry this mindfulness into our lives each day and of course into the the new year and so approaching the incarnation the why like why is it so important to celebrate jesus why is why is it such a big deal and it's a big deal because our lives don't end on this earth yes we are made for eternity and jesus's birth into this world this incarnate god becoming man shows us the way and the truth and the light Mm -hmm. to be able to return to the Father in heaven. And those that have gone before us marked with that sign of faith, they behold that vision, you know, Mm -hmm. to encounter Jesus Christ in eternity. And and, and, to celebrate the joy of that, the hope of what is to come. And, you know, we, if we, however we leave this world, right, in peace mm-hmm. or in tragedy, are we ready to encounter our Lord Jesus face to face with joy and gratitude? So living each day and joy and gratitude and the stories that you hear people that have gone before us, you're like, they're good stories. They're yes. grateful. You know, they're like, gosh, you know, my life is changed because I met this person. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and wouldn't that be a beautiful epitaph, you know, to have? Like my life was changed because of you. And yes. our lives are changed because of Jesus Christ. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So grateful yes. for that mission too. Yes. Yes. That's beautiful. And and that gives us a, ch- uh, you know, we we know Advent is our time of preparation for Christmas, uh, but such a good reminder that it doesn't end on Christmas yeah. morning, right? Right. Yeah. So whatever we're doing now, whatever we've committed ourselves to mm-hmm. um, during this season, because I, I love the way our liturgical seasons you know, begin and transition. So this infused time of preparation, of an awareness of of like the opportunities that we can do to draw ourselves nearer to the Lord, Mm -hmm. because he's always near to us. It's if we're like attentive to that, (laughs) right? And then also helping other people encounter Christ. And then the, the huge celebration and the season of Christmas where we keep our lights up, 
Yes. Don't take them down. I think the date of the end of After Epiphany is like January 9th, 2023. Yes. Yes. So keep those lights on and those trees, you know, That's up right. and the celebration, the nativities out. But always keep a nativity out throughout the year. Yes. So I always yes. have one. It's a snow globe mm-hmm. and it stays out to remind us where we have where the Lord began his mission on earth yes. and then into eternity invited us. So we walk, you know, through ordinary time and then of course go through Lent and you know, and That's so right. on. So the penitential time during Advent is very important, yes. you know, to to receive the sacrament of reconciliation and understand God's mercy and healing. And to be in a state of grace so that we can, you know, have that, that beauty to be aware to invite people to encounter him and, and deepen our love of the Lord, yeah. especially during this time. So now Sunday, Gaudete Sunday, mm-hmm. now uh, when when our, our priests will wear their, their rose, rose, it's right? rose. Yes. not pink, uh, but when they wear their, their rose-colored vestments, now that is... A Sunday specifically yeah. about joy. Yes, right? exactly. And it's it's a, also a moment to sit back with joy and, and gratefully look back on our year and on our season of life where we are and find the things, you know, that makes us grateful. What are we grateful oh, for? Yes. Because the combination of a deep-rooted joy in Jesus Christ Right, which is not like I'm happy, like, you know, smiling 24 yes. 7. But joy, even in times of suffering, mm-hmm. knowing that the Lord is with us, mm-hmm. you know, moves us to a heart of gratitude, which combined brings us to the sense of peace. Yes. That everything's going to be okay. You know, mm-hmm. even though there's torments around us, the peace of Christ, which is the first thing that he said mm-hmm. to the apostles when he appeared at the resurrection yes. he breathed on them and said receive my holy spirit in mm-hmm. peace mm-hmm. right and so that's our opportunity to be able to understand the greatness of god's love for us and yes. that internal peace so dina we we just have about a minute and a half so in a minute and a half you know people are when tragedy strikes sometimes it is so difficult to find that joy even if you have it it's yeah. buried so deep it's so hard to see to get out of the fog right uh, can you just give a, a couple of 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 tips on how to do that we can say it yeah it's easier to say than it is to it do. is it's so true the first thing that i would you know really encourage someone to do in those moments of just mere tragedy is to sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Oh, yes. You know, just take some time because there's so many people are going to give so much advice and some people are uncomfortable. They don't know what to mm-hmm. say or to do. And that's okay to receive the love and however it comes to you. Mm-hmm. But at the same time to take the time to just go sit in front of Jesus and be angry and be sad and, mm-hmm. and feel all of those emotions, right? But also know that he is experiencing that with you but be assured that your loved ones you know or in a place of contentment joy and and just the opportunity to know jesus but i would literally run to that ocean chapel i've done that once before when there was a tragedy in our family and someone was diagnosed with a terminal disease that it was you know it's gonna it's not good and so you just sit in front of the lord and pray and then talk with someone and and express that you know find someone that you trust and that that will listen just Mm -hmm. listen and then on the other end if we know someone's experienced tragedy to be a good listener 
and just That's to listen. To There's sometimes that we don't know what to say, right. but just being in someone's presence, yes. you know, so us being in presence of Jesus Christ and receiving all that he has given us, and then those of us just listening mm -hmm. to other people and comforting them. That yes. was yesterday's daily reading, comfort, comfort my people, mm -hmm. comfort. Yes. And so that's what the Lord Jesus brings us in these times. So joy and gratitude in the moments of each day. And then looking for opportunities to find ourselves alone with Jesus, you know, in adoration yes. or in prayer, that we can take the time to really deepen our relationship and know what he has for us in his, in his incarnation. Beautiful, Dina. Thank you so much, Dina Dow, Director of Evangelization and Catechesis for the Diocese of Baton Rouge. It's always a pleasure to yeah, visit it's great with to you. See you. Happy Thank Advent you so and Merry Christmas. Thank you. Check out what's going on at the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Visit diobr.org. Stick around. Meg Whelan, Whelan is up next to talk about Oremus, Latin Prayers for Young Catholics. It's uh, 15 minutes before the hour on Wake Up. It is 48 past the hour. Thanks so much for tuning in this morning. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quibito and Johnny Bear. Our next guest is Meg Wayland. She's an illustrator, and today she's talking about the book called Remos, Latin Prayers for Young Catholics. Good morning, Meg. Thanks for being with us. Good morning, Gabby. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. You know, this takes me back to when my parents would bring us to our local Catholic bookstore and we would pick up whether it was a, a daily mass reading guide for kids or, you know, those little books where you can follow along and and, right. and kind of be engaged as a kid as much as you could uh, with beautiful pictures. I love this because it's Latin prayers for young adults. So take us through this. Right. So, yes, it's, it's a book of, of Latin prayers um, that has the, the Latin on one side of, of one of the pages and then the English right next to it so the kids can see what they can, they can use it to learn Latin. Um, and we have, there's 15 prayers in it. The first 10 are, are from the Mass, and they, they are in order so, so children can follow along, um, follow along through the mass and even if so we, our parish doesn't have a doesn't have a latin mass it's just in english but my seven-year-old will still follow along on the english side for mass mm -hmm. um and then alongside the the text we have um we have copies of of master master works of art from from the church's history um kind of adapted to to be more accessible for kids and um and yeah, so hopefully as they as they're at mass, they can they can look at these images and and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, really just be drawn into the beauty of our faith. Does this follow the Latin mass in order, or is it just basic prayers in Latin? It follows the Latin mass in order. Um, so everything okay. as they as they turn the page. So when once they finish one, they can turn the page and they'll know that that's the next one that's coming. Um, and then behind that, we also have five more prayers that, that aren't in the Mass, but are just good good Latin prayers for them to learn, like the Salve Regina, um, things like that. Wow. Okay. I, you guys, I think I need this. You know, I I get the booklets when we do attend the Latin Mass, especially with uh, my mother-in-law. She loves going to the Latin Mass here. Um, but 
uh, I sometimes get lost in the book and I'm always looking at, you know, either my mother-in-law or the people in front of me of where I am. Um, honestly, right. I just need to learn more about it. And the more we go, the more we will learn more about it. But the, you're also the illustrator. So there's beautiful pictures that can help guide you as well. Uh, tell us a little bit about that process because these are beautiful. Right. Thank you. Um, so the the idea started. Katie um, Katie Warner is the is the author. She's she was the idea behind behind all of this. She wanted to make um, a Latin prayer book for kids because we have um, already we've been making we've been making children's books together for a few years and have several um, that can be all fall found at um, firstfaithtreasury.com. Um, Tan Books is our publisher, but we had done a board book of prayers for babies. It's called Let Us Pray. And Katie wanted to have a Latin version of that. And as we started working on the idea, we realized that since it'll be in Latin, it'll naturally be geared towards bigger kids. And so we wanted to also adapt the artwork um, to appeal to them more. And um, and so we got the idea of, of, yeah, of doing these master copies because the church has such a rich history of, of beautiful, beautiful art. And we want to yeah. encourage kids to, to study that and to, to be drawn into that real treasure trove that, that we have there. Um, and, and doing master copies seemed, seemed to be a good way to, to expose them to this beautiful artwork but make it a little bit more accessible to them. Um, yeah, and so, so mm-hmm. it just all came together that way. Yes, most definitely. Wow. Well, I love this. What inspired you to partner up with Katie Warner? We've had Katie on our morning show so many times uh, to talk about different children's book. What was the inspiration behind this? Oh, yes, she's wonderful. So um, we met at at grad school. We were both at the Augusta Institute in Denver um, at the same time. And as as I was there, I was also in art school. I was I was studying illustration at uh, Rocky Mountain College of Art and Design. And um, and Katie would always ask about what project I was working on in art school, and she always wanted to see what what I was doing. Um, and then we graduated, and she moved to California because her husband was working there, and I moved to Florida. And um, but then we ended. She ended up in Florida at the same time, and our kids are around the same ages, and and so we would see each other again. And we just started. We we love children's books. Um, I mean, it's kind of a natural mm-hmm. natural thing when you're in this stage of life with little kids. But um, but we started talking about the books that we wished that we had for our children, um, and wouldn't it be nice if there was if there was a book that was this beautiful but was but was Catholic and and could teach our children about the faith and all that? And then all of a sudden we just thought, why don't we just make those books that we want? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's yeah. how we got started. And and Aramus is is my ninth book with Katie, and it's it's Katie's twelfth. Mm-hmm. I think Katie has twelve now. Um, twelve children's books with with First Faith Treasury. I love this. I love this. You know, we've uh, set up our table, our Catholic community radio table at the time before COVID, uh, right outside of of masses uh, in New Orleans. And the Latin mass community uh, was always, I think, the most popular mass to come to our table. So I know that there are people in the Latin mass community that are listening. And I think that this is a perfect book for uh, the children that go to mass as well. uh, And also maybe people people who just want to learn the prayers in Latin, the tradition of our church, the beauty of our church. Um, I think this is wonderful. And Meg, real quick, before we let you go, where can we pick up our copy of Oremos Latin Prayers for Young Catholics? Right. It can be, it can be bought right from our publisher, tanbooks.com. 
Um, I believe it's also on Amazon, and you can find a list of, of all of our books and some more information about them at firstfaithtreasury.com. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Thank you so much, Meg, for being with us and looking forward to the next uh, collaboration or book that you have going on with Katie. Thank you. We're always working on something new, so stay tuned. <laughs> I know. always get excited whenever I get that press release and it has you guys' names on it. Thank you so much, Meg. Thank oh you my so goodness. much, so, <laughs> You too. Tan Books has some wonderful, wonderful Christmas gifts, so definitely take a look at that. Um, the days keep going on, so don't <laughs> don't be the person that gets those Christmas gifts last minute, uh, especially when you're ordering online. There's so many people doing that right now, but tanbooks.com is where you can uh, pick up that copy. I did post the link in the comment section for today's Facebook Live video, but Johnny, Alicia, I think this is a great way to follow along, especially with the Latin Mass, so it can be kind of tricky sometimes if you if you aren't familiar with it so i'm i'm learning and it's tricky for me at at times but we're learning it is it is great and what a beautiful gift speaking Mm -hmm. of gift giving just real quick shout out saint jean vianney catholic school is holding a a christmas market tomorrow that's in baton rouge that's thursday december 8th from 4 to 8 p.m in their school gym it's a great way to get your holiday shopping done uh and it sounds like a fun time this is our first time so you can uh, go to St. Jean Vianney uh, Catholic School online and find out more information. But sounds like a fun way to finish up your Christmas shopping. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Oh, wow. Johnny, I, I think yeah. that we're coming to the end of our, our <laughs> show today. It's just zipped by super quickly. Sure does. Sure does. You know, Advent, next thing you know, Christmas will be upon us. So let's continue mm-hmm. to be ready. So let's, let's go out in prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we ask you to bless our work today, to make holy all of our actions as we build the city of God in anticipation of your coming this Advent and at the end of the age. Fill us with humility, with meekness, with gentleness, and with gratitude for the opportunity to learn from you and to rest in the knowledge that you have prepared the way for us to be truly happy in this life and in the next. May the joy of this season bring us be ever in our mouths and in our hearts and in our actions, Lord. We ask this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. Father Matthew Graham joins us from the Diocese of Baton Rouge to talk about the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. David Dawson Jr. from the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau joins us. And Sister Jackie Gatonga with the Daughters of St. Paul will talk about the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe and their baby Jesus party. Have a wonderful Wednesday. God bless. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Radio. 